Good evening, this is Pastor Randall Jones here with the Compelled Podcast. We're going to look at Psalm chapter 7 tonight. Um, So we see the first two verses. This is a a psalm written by David, another lament psalm. Um, He starts off with those two first verses talking about um, how confidently he has, uh, he seeks God for deliverance, knowing God is the only one that can and will deliver him from the attacks of the evil one, uh, his enemy. And then three through five, we see that he kind of is just continuing to affirm his innocence in the uh, in the case of the attacks. And then six through ten, um, he's seeking out God to be his vindication, to vindicate him from the slander of his enemy. And then in 11 through 16, um, he's he's pleading with God to to bring God's judgment against those who are um, wicked um, and his enemies' attacks, and then he wraps it up with praising God for His righteousness, giving credit where credit is due. And so let's dive right in here. Let's look at these first two verses. O oh Lord, my God, in You do I take refuge. Save me from all my pursuers, and deliver me. Lest like a lion they tear my soul apart, rending it in pieces with none to deliver. Man, he he is talking about the violent um, actions of his enemies. This violence he alludes to this violence as giving us this comparison of lest like a lion they tear my soul about apart. They are attacking him and coming at him from all angles and just uh, brutally attacking him but he's knows where his salvation is we see that at the beginning he says oh lord my god in you do i take refuge meaning even in one of the most violent attacks of my life god i trust you i'm not afraid right save me from all my pursuers and deliver me knowing that his salvation and his deliverance can and will only be found in god verses three through five Say this, O Lord my God, if I have done this, if there is wrong in my hands, if I have repaid my friend with evil or plundered my enemy without cause, let the enemy pursue my soul and overtake it, and let him trample my life to the ground and lay my glory to the dust. Now, this is not something we try to do very often. One of the things that we so much enjoy doing is being right. And, um, and no matter what, even if we know we're wrong, we always want to try to put up a front like we're right and the other person's wrong. And man, we see the humility in David saying, look, if I'm only seeing this from my selfishness, let me... Uh, let me be paid what is mine, right? Let my enemy overtake me. Let him take me now. If I am wrong, let me lose. Let me uh, take the loss for this one. And I think sometimes we don't do that enough. We we always are more worried about being right and fighting for being right than understanding there may be some things that we need to learn. Maybe we're not right. Maybe we are wrong. And we need to have some humility and brokenness and repentance for those things. Um, and that's hard to do. But that's the one thing that we see, oh Lord, if I have done this, 
from verse 3. If there is wrong in my hands, if I have repaid my friend with evil or plundered my enemy without cause, let the enemy pursue my soul and overtake it. That shows one is some confidence in David. Uh, he honestly believes he's innocent. Um, but for God to be the one that brings light to those things that are in the dark places of our souls to prove whether we are or not. God is the only one that can and will and should be the one to do that. We see God, or David, offering up the deliverance of his soul to God and saying, look, if I've done this, let him come and get me. And there's some confidence in his trust in God. And because of his trust in God, he has a confidence to know that he wasn't wrong in this. And we're going to see why he feels that way at the end of this psalm. Alright, let's look at 6 through 11. Here we go. Or 6 through 10. Arise, O Lord, in your anger. Lift yourself up against the fury of my enemies. Awake from me. You have appointed a judgment. Let the assembly of the people be gathered about you over the return on high. The Lord judges the peoples. Judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness and according to the integrity that is in me. O let the evil of the wicked come to an end. And may you establish the righteous. You who test the minds and hearts, O righteous God. My shield is with God, who saves the upright in heart. Man, we see God, he's seeking God for this vindication, saying, I can't. I can't make myself right. I can't vindicate myself. God, you're going to have to do this. You're the one that judges all peoples, he says in verse 6. Judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness. He's not just putting his enemies on the fine. He's saying, God's not just going to judge my enemy. He judges me. Right? God, come. you come to me, right? He just, he just got done through the section of saying, God, if I'm wrong, let my enemies overtake me. And now he's even saying, look, I understand this because I am not the righteous one. God is the righteous judge. He's the one that can see within my soul. And according to the integrity that is in me, God, check me. Man, more times we're asking God to check others before we are checking ourselves. And it's not that we shouldn't be praying for God to check people in our lives, but we ought to be willing to put the same standards of our own lives. See, we're quick to put God's standard on somebody else's lives before we are our own. And there's a problem with that. We need to be checking ourselves. Jesus would teach this in the story. You know, you know, don't be pulling the, the speck out of your brother's eye while you've got a plank in your own. I'm saying you, if you're going to hold the standard for your brother, you need to hold the standard for yourself. God is a judge of all people, and we need to bow ourselves to that. Oh, and let the evil and the wicked come to an end, he says in verse 9. And may you establish the righteous. You who test the minds and the hearts of a oh, righteous God. My shield is with God, who saves the upright at heart. God is our vindicator. He is the one that right. He is the one that does this. Vengeance is the Lord's, Scripture says. Sometimes we try to prove ourselves right and try to prove others wrong. I know I have. And uh, recently, in this last year of my life, I had to give myself over to that more than uh, I ever have. And uh, it isn't about me. It's about God being found right, being made right. 
Stop worrying about what other people think. Stop worrying about what they say. God's the one that will write all things. He will see things through. He's our vindication. Let's seek Him. I'm not trying to, to get vengeance. Let, let the Lord handle that. He'll take care of what... He'll sort it out. And it may need to be in our hearts. He needs to sort that out. Um, but even if it's not, we got to trust that He'll take care of it on the other end as well. Alright, let's look at verses 11 through 16. God is a righteous judge and a God who feels indignation every day. If a man does not repent, God will wet his sword. He has bent and readied his bow. He has prepared for him his deadly weapons, making his arrows fiery shafts. Behold, the wicked man conceives evil and is pregnant with mischief and gives birth to lies. He makes a pit, digging it out, and falls into the hole that he has made. His mischief returns upon his own head, and on his own skull his violence descends. Man, I, uh, I think there's this point of saying that God is a judgment against the wickedness of men. And that part of the vengeance of the Lord's comes to a point of understanding that um, it'll come back. God always brings what's done in dark to light. He'll bring this to light. He'll bring it to the surface. You can't hide from Him. You can't outrun Him. Um, no matter what. And if somebody does evil to us, God will bring it to surface and bring it to light. we just got to trust Him. And when He does, it says, verse 16, His mischief returns upon His own head, and on His own skull His violence descends. He will reap what he sows. So we'll follow back in all of the teachings of Christ in the New Testament. What a man reaps is what he will sow. And we have to trust God in that. If you, if you and I reap evil, um, or we sow evil, we will reap evil. If we want to sow selfishness and selfish gain, we will reap uh, the consequences of that. And we will die lonely. But if we live selflessly, under the righteous head of Jesus Christ, Him being our guide, Him being our Lord, not worrying about everyone else, but only worrying about what He does. He'll take care of it. He's got this. Always has and always will. And I love verse 17. is my favorite verse in this whole chapter. He says this, I will give to the Lord the thanks due to His righteousness, and I will sing praise of the name of the Lord Most High. Where are we giving praise? Praising God for doing something right. For us doing something right isn't praise. We're trying to praise ourselves. He says this, I will give to the Lord the thanks due to His righteousness. If you and I have anything right in our lives, it is God. And He is worthy of all thanks, all glory, all praise. And on this Good Friday, we give Him thanks for the righteousness that He bestowed upon us because of what He did on the cross. And we know that Sunday is coming. That the atonement of the blood of Christ that was paid for your sins and my sins gives us new life. And His resurrection on Sunday is a praise and a glory that you and I get to walk in a new life because of the atonement and the resurrection of Christ. And we praise Him for that. And how come, why does he do it? Why will I sing? He says, I will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. There is no name 
above his. He is the Lord God Most High. Let's pray. God, thank you for your word. We thank you for being the Most High God. We thank you for your vengeance. We thank you that we can trust you in all situations and circumstances, that we can lean in on you, on your lap, on your grace, and know that you are, you are a God that has everything in control. We don't have to try to fix things ourselves. We don't have to try to do things on our own. You are a God that does that all by yourself. We just have to trust you. And when we trust you, we are obedient to whatever it is you ask of us. Maybe it's to eat our words. Maybe it's to seek forgiveness. Maybe it is to just sit quietly and let you handle it. Whatever it is, let us be obedient followers of you as your disciples. God, we thank you for your truth. We thank you for the gospel of Jesus and the grace that is so bestowed upon us. That where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. We thank you for that. God, we... We give you the glory for this day and the day that is to come. And it is in the name of Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen. God bless.